Hi everyone, my name is Rob Maiolo and welcome to episode number 16 of the Hi Hakiki podcast. A podcast about industry, entrepreneurship, and life from a person that sucks at all three. Hey, how are you? How you doing? Welcome to the end of summer. This fucking sucks. Uh, happy Labor Day to all the laborers out there, um, which is probably all of you, because I don't know any British royalty. Um, yeah, how's, uh, how's things going? I had a pretty good week. I have been at my sister's way more than I'd like to be, um, doing construction, and I haven't even been there that much, <laughs> but it's like, <laughs> you go there for two hours, and it's just, it's been so hot this weekend, so you go there for an hour, and you're just done, um, just like putting in screws in the floor, and you're just fried like an egg. It's brutal. Um, had a really fun weekend. It's a long weekend, which so it's always fun. Um, went to a buddy, my buddy Luke's party on Saturday, which was a lot of fun. Um, and I was trying to think of some stories I could tell from that, but. Oh, but I just, I played beer pong and I sucked. That's, that's what happened. <laughs> um, and then Sunday, which is yesterday, because I'm recording this on Monday, although it's after midnight, so this is Tuesday morning. Um, on Sunday, as you can tell, I'm half asleep because it's fucking midnight at the end of the long weekend and I'm fucking fried. can't even talk. Um, Sunday, I went downtown. I went to a couple of breweries out on the West End, um, which is the end of the city that I don't like going on, because everyone looks like they need to take a shower, um, and that's coming from me. Um, but uh, yeah, I hit up a couple of breweries, which was fun, and went to my one of my favorite places in the city called Underground, uh, and that place is just always a party, and it was a good time. It was a good time. And then today, Monday, I did a little work at my sister's house, so then went down to the Hammer, the Big H, Steel Town. Uh, I went to Hamilton for the Labor Day Classic with the Ticats against the Toronto Argonauts. And it was actually like an incredibly good game. A lot of back and forth. Looks like the Argos were going to run away with it for a bit. But then, uh, then they just they just shit the bed, and the Thai Cats went up two touchdowns, and that was uh, that was all she wrote. I fucking I love the CFL, man. It's such, it was so cool going out. It reminded me of uh, um, when I watched college football in, in Michigan. That's what Hamilton on Labor Day Labor Day Classic uh, Day sound uh, felt like. Rather, everyone's kind of tailgating. There's a lot of houses, like, right across the street from Tim Horton's field, where the Ticats play. So people just, like, on their front lawns, barbecuing, barbecuing, and um, renting out their parking spots for, like, 10 bucks or 20 bucks. And, yeah, it's uh, it's sick. It's actually a really, really good time. Um, I don't understand people that talk shit about the CFL. I don't get it. Especially Canadians. Like, here's here's my my go-to argument with the CFL-NFL debate. NFL players make tens of hundreds of millions of dollars a year. 
they get caught more than anyone for beating the shit out of their wives and gun possessions and drug possessions and they taunt and they flaunt and they act like they're hot shit and they're dicks in real life and just like they're just not great human beings they're also all american teams in america all americans and we love them like we fucking people love the nfl in canada well obviously in the states but even here in canada people love the nfl and then in the cfl guys make like 80 grand a year do so much work for the community you never hear those guys getting busted for guns and drugs just humble down to earth play for canadian teams many of which are canadian there's a lot of the u.s college players but a lot some canadian guys too and people hate the cfl people in toronto just shit on they go out of their way to shit on the cfl it's like why why they're so much more likable it's 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 one of those things I never I never understood how you can just like go out of your way to be like fuck the CFL and it's like I don't I don't get it I don't get it but um, you know that's uh, that's the way she goes sometimes but uh, yeah today was a lot of fun it was a lot of fun I want to try going to more like local teams like CFL games. Um, I'm in Toronto, so like U of T, like hockey games, Ryerson hockey games, um, football games. Like I want to go to more of that local shit. I don't, I don't know. The older I get, the less in love with professional sports um, I become. Just all the, just the money and the arrogance, it's so hard to connect with. That I don't know. It's not, uh, not my cup of tea. But what I will say is um, I think it's one of the reasons that I got out of fantasy football. I stopped playing like four years ago. The last time I played fantasy football, I actually won my league. And that was the year I drafted Victor Cruz. And then he got hurt like week three. And then they said this kid, um, Odell Beckham, is going to cover for him. So I dropped Cruz and picked up Beckham. The only reason I knew about him is because I read the injury report from, on Cruz. Um, and then that was Beckham's year where he was just getting like three touchdowns a game and I won the, uh, I won the league off of pretty much on his back. Um, so then I haven't played since. So Beckham's rookie year would have been what, four years ago? So I haven't played in like four years. Um, and loved it because now when I do watch sports, I can just like sit and enjoy sports and not like be so into the crap. But, uh, this year I went in joint with, uh, with M Dimes on a team, and uh, I'm very curious. He drafted because I don't know. I don't know dick about players anymore. I'm still looking for like Tiki Barber. <laughs> Is Peyton Manning going second overall? No. Um, yeah. When I, when I used to play fantasy football, they used to have um, you get to pick defensive players, not the team, but the actual players. I would always get. Um, Brian Urlacher, uh, O.C. Umanura, and A.J. Hawk. And they would get like 10 tackles a game. And I would just ride their coattails and uh, and do pretty well. Um, yeah, so I guess I'm back in the, the fantasy game. Um, he drafted, and it seems like he got a good team. 
Um, so I guess I'll he'll give me <coughs> excuse me he'll give me an excuse to uh, to uh, look up on these players and try and make some. I'll be more the, the brains behind the operation, than Mike Mike can be the you know the media guy answering the questions, uh, going to the events. Um, you know, just that kind of stuff, and I'll I'll just I'll be like Moneyball. I'll be the guy just doing the stats and behind the scenes, and then when we win, I'll argue that I should get eighty percent because I did all the work. Then uh, we won't be friends anymore, and that'll be uh, that'll be my fantasy football experience. Then I won't play for another four years. Um, yeah, so that is my weekend. Um, good luck to everyone going back to school tomorrow, my sister included, because she works at a school. And uh, anyone who works slash goes to school, have fun tomorrow. You'll crush it. Um, just don't... If you're going to school, don't forget that uh, none, none of that shit matters. None, <laughs> none of it. None, none of it's... You're not going to use any of it. No one gives a fuck about your degree. No one's going to ever ask to look at your transcript. No one, no one cares. No one gives a fuck about the dean's list. No one knows what... Spoiler alert, no one knows what the dean's list is. So don't, don't worry about your 4.0 GPA. Just... Uh, Meet as many people as you can and uh, have fun at the parties. And who gives a fuck about your GPA? Um, yeah. So good luck to you guys tomorrow. One thing that so work's been like, I guess it's summer. So I guess work's always kind of a snoozer in the summer, especially in the field I'm in. Um, but uh, it's it's been kind of a snoozer at work. I've just kind of been going through the motions. One thing that did stick with me and I, I keep meaning to mention it um, but I keep forgetting uh, when I was doing a talk I did like a mini I talked about this before a couple episodes ago I did a mini uh, I guess talk about employee empowerment and there was a couple people helping me at work and one of the girls was working with me really closely I won't name names because I don't name names and we were kind of whiteboarding and, and thinking about what the talk should look like. And then she sent me this text message that her, between her and her dad, and her dad was, I don't remember exactly how the messages was, were framed, but her dad said, I remember when you were a kid and I would ask you, what do you want to be? And your answer was, I want to be everything. All the other kids wanted to be doctors or firemen or, but, or police officers or whatever. But when I asked you, your answer was, I want to be everything. And that text stuck with me because it's, it's something that I've, consciously or subconsciously been striving towards in my entire adult life that kind of post-university phase where I never found that thing where I'm definitely that meaning I never got into accounting school and I'm definitely an accountant I never got into engineering school and I'm definitely an engineer I've just kind of been and I don't say I don't like saying the word jack of all trades because that kind of means that you half-ass know a lot of shit. But I've never 
define myself by one thing. I've worked at a bank for eight years, but I would never say that I'm definitely a banker. I just think I'm a guy that works at a bank. Um, even with Hakiki, I would never in a million years say I'm an entrepreneur. I would never say that. Um, I just have my own side hustle um, business. That's, that's I guess, all it is. Um, so that's... No one's ever articulated it to me that way by saying, oh, I want it to be everything. And I think too many people get hung up in saying, no, I got to get my shit together, man. Like, I got to get into financial planning. I got to be a financial planner and I got to make that count. Honestly, a lot of the success stories I've heard are just a lot of like, do this, didn't work. I'll try that, didn't work. Work at a restaurant, work at a doctor's office, start my own business, become a mechanic. And just like test and learn, test and learn, throw things at the wall and then kind of see what sticks and never really define yourself by one thing. Um, and it's, yeah, it's, it's interesting. So one, one thing that I'm challenging myself is to stop worrying about labeling myself. And if I want to be quote unquote everything, if I want to try a million things, then I'm going to fucking go do that. And not follow that bullshit that they taught you in school, where it's like, no, you gotta, you gotta get your engineering degree, then you gotta be the best engineer on the face of this planet. And then, like, I don't know, that never appealed to me. That one-dimensional, I'm definitely this and nothing else, never appealed to me. And some people do it and they crush it, and that's sick, but. Uh, it never appealed to me, and I was scared I was going to never amount to anything because it never appealed to me. And I thought, well, fuck, how am I ever going to make this work? And then I, going through the journey I'm going through, and then reading text messages like the one the girl at work sent me, it made me realize, like, oh, I don't have to define myself. I don't have enough, I don't have to have an answer to, to, Someone says, define yourself in three words. I don't have to answer that question. <laughs> I, I don't have to define myself in three words. I don't have to define myself by my job or my title or my degree or any of that crap. I can just, I can do it all. And if that means I leave a lot of money on the table and never become the greatest in one thing, fuck it, fine. I'm doing what feels right. Which I think is, I don't know, I think it's more important than trying to define yourself and make as much money you can off of this one profession that you picked when you were 17 fucking years old. Because <laughs> you decided, I'm going to go to engineering school when you're 17 and then you just stuck with it. Maybe you love it, maybe you don't, but I've spent all this fucking money, like what am I going to do? Yeah, I just, I never fell into that hole. Never. And, um, fuck, am I glad I didn't, because it doesn't seem like a very exciting story at all. Um, so yeah. Um, so, wow, that went by quickly, 16 minutes here, I just talked about me being a drunken idiot the whole time. Um, so, a few weeks ago, I'm walking around right now, so I'm sorry if the mic is scratching up, but I, 
surprise, surprise, was not prepared. Um, so a few weeks ago, I wanted to do a, a Know Your Shit segment. And uh, of course, I didn't do it because I have the follow through of a person that doesn't follow through. Um, but I'm going to do it today. And the first thing I want to talk about is uh, the, the soap used um, to make the shampoo bar that I'm uh, in the midst of releasing very soon. And I'm super stoked for it. Uh, so this kind of soap is called Af- uh, African Black Soap. And um, why don't I just read? So I, I get it from a supplier and I kind of melt it down and mix it with some other things and um, repackage it. So why don't I read, um, I get it from two suppliers, so why don't I read kind of what their description is. Um, It's actually very interesting. So African black soap is made from cocoa pods, uh, plantain peels, uh, sorry, cocoa pods and plantain peels burnt to potash. This potash is added to water, boiled, and all impurities are filtered after boiling based on specific volumes. They then melt 45% shea butter. 30% 30% coconut oil, 25% palm kernel oil, which is added to the filtered solution. The mixed content is then boiled, which comes, which becomes foamy and hardened. The hardened soap is scooped out and dried on platforms for extra solidification. And then this other place that um, I order from, they say African black soap is traditionally made by women in West Africa in countries such as Ghana. Um, as different African tribes may have slightly different recipes to their soap making, the color of different soaps may differ, but the foundation of all of these is the same. Local plants um, local plants and their barks are roasted and dried in a pot until they turn to ash. These plants include plantains, which release the saponins to create the soapy and cleansing property when roasted. Cocoa pods palm tree leaves, and the bark of shade trees are also used. Oils such as coconut, palm, and uh, palm kernel, and shea butter are then added to the ash and stirred for a minimum of one day. Finally, the soap is left for two weeks to cure before it is used or parceled to be distributed. Um, And then they talk about some of the nutrients found in African black soap, uh, vitamin A, E, iron, natural fats, and then cinematic acid, um, all of which I will go over in later segments of Know Your Shit. So it's kind of cool how this African black soap was kind of just like made with shit you could find (laughs) around you. So like that last part was super interesting to me. Um, um, As different African tribes may have slightly different recipes to their uh, soap making, the colors of different soaps may differ but the foundations are the same. Uh, local plants and their barks are roasted and dried into a pot until they turn to ash. So they just found local shit that they could find and then just burnt it. Um, and then added a bunch of other oils and uh, and then boiled that, uh, which is very like old school, kind of native to the land, use the land, respect it, find the best parts of it, put it together in creative ways. Um, which is what you do when you fucking have nothing, like like a lot of uh, uh, tribes in Africa used to, and f- still have nothing compared to what we have. 
Um, so yeah, that's really cool. Um, yeah, so that is helpful to, to do the research. And, and, uh, so one thing that's really helped me with this is, uh, do research and then print it and I'm going to get a binder and like put them all there. Um, you shouldn't print. I mean, save the truth. The world's in a lot of trouble. Stop printing. But if it helps, um, just use recycled paper or something and do that. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's it. It's fucking 1230 on a Monday. Ugh, work's going to be here very, very soon. Yeah, that's uh, that's all I got for you this week. Thanks so much for, for tuning in as always. Uh, let's end with the, the plug of the week. Plug of the week is going to be the CFL, man. Listen, I know this weekend NFL's here. It's going to be fucking just lights, camera, Odell Beckham, Le'Veon Bell, big money, celebrities, bright lights, cool camera. I get it. I, I get the media. I get all of it. Um, give, give the CFL a chance. Give the, the same way I tell people stop fucking listening to J. Cole and give some local rappers a chance. Just chill with the fucking... Hey, listen, I love the Packers. I love Aaron Rodgers. I'm going to talk about them every single podcast episode so I can keep up with their season. But give the CFL a chance. If you're Canadian, give the CFL a chance. If you're American, give your college team a chance. Give your local sports team a chance. Just... Be weary of pumping so much money into the NFL and the NBA and the fucking James Harden, the lobby. Like, just buy, buy local, all right? Just give it a shot and stop talking so much shit and watch it for yourself for once. Three downs is a cool idea, all right? Three downs makes it much more intense. There's no bullshit. We'll just run for three yards on the first of every play. So pretty much every play, so every uh, possession is just second and seven. That's pretty much what the NFL is. So what's the difference if it's three downs or two or four downs? They burn the first down the whole time anyway. All right, now I'm talking shit about the NFL. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, good luck if you're going back to school tomorrow. Enjoy the football this weekend. Um, college football started last weekend. My Michigan Wolverines look like shit already. Uh, I think we're going to be in for an interesting year. Uh, looking forward to it. Um, until then, take care. We'll talk soon. See ya.